On today's Family Chatters, it's all about workplace drama. Plus, Urkel wins a stupid contest, and we get a visit from sitcom set designer Hank Parkano. All that plus more on today's show, so stop sexting your boss for a few minutes and listen. Days go by, the bigger love of the family. Hello out there, and welcome to Family Chatters. I, of course, am your host, Chris McCarthy. That was Julian Morena singing his version of uh, the Family Matters theme. If you're interested in hearing uh, more Julian Morena originals, go to julianmorena.com. No, actually, don't. That's not his website. <laughs> <laughs> it's facebook.com slash a Julian Morena. So that's also, not the real person singing that song. The is real that, person? Is there a real person? Yes. It's not a robot, if that's what you're asking. When I watched the show originally back in the 90s, that's not the real theme no. song. No. No. You clearly have not heard it in a while. Okay. But that's a compliment to you, Juliana, if you're out there. Mad props, Julian. <laughs> Mad props. Yo. Uh, and while I'm at it, why not do a little self-promotion? I've never done this on the podcast, but if you're... Because I assume no one listens. But just to find out... <laughs> If you're listening, you could follow us at FamChatPodcast at Twitter.com, I assume. There's a Twitter account for this? Yeah, hell yeah, there is. What? You have uh, too much time on your hands, Chris. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, Facebook.com slash Family Chatters. This is episode 12 of FamChat, and this episode is all about workplace drama. Do you work in a workplace? No. People at home? People oh, in the studio? <laughs> Anyone, anyone, feel free to answer. We'll take your calls. Open the lines, Liz. Okay, opening. Thank you. Um, if you do, you're going to say, I relate to this because I have workplace trauma. And you know who else has workplace trauma in this? Harriet Winslow. Yep. But we'll get to that in a minute. First, I'm going to introduce my two guests here. This is the second episode in a row with two female guests. That How do you feel about that? never happened before. People, I mean... What is this? Designing women? Does it make it better? I the bet podcast? it does. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. No, but here's the thing. I'm sorry, Delta Burke designing women? Yeah, of course, oh that designing God. women. Do you know any other designing women? I mean, I know a lot of women designers. Okay, keep going. Project Runway. <laughs> uh, so if you are listening at home, you're not going crazy. There are two fe- other females here. So there's four people here. <laughs> yes. There's one that we're not letting talk, and we're not going to say who she is. She's just my beer bitch. <laughs> yep. Hey, beer bitch, go get some beers. The <laughs> beers. Uh, we're just kidding. Oh, but uh, I have to introduce you. Okay. Over here is uh, Liz Hawk. And I should mention this before I say that even. We're talking about workplace trauma. Everyone here in this room is works a co-worker. together. That's why we did this. So let me just make sure I'm recording. Yep. So, um, <laughs> so we're all co-workers. And over here on my right is uh, Liz Hawk. And Liz, is this your first podcast appearance? Yes, it is. Is this your first time speaking into a microphone? No. When was the last time you did that? Karaoke 2002. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, I was holding a microphone. Okay. Well, uh, judges? Yep, we'll count it. Okay. <laughs> um, and then also we have here Catherine Kate Harrison. Yeah, two first names. Kat, yes, so your first name is Catherine, and then your other first name is Kate. Yeah. Yep. And then your middle name is, is Kate, Katie. Yes, it's, it's Catherine, Kate, Katie Harrison. Uh, 
Thanks for being here. And you are uh, a resident Family Matters expert, right? Mm, yeah. You did. <laughs> you don't even know what who sang the theme song or or what it sounded like. Nope. Um, it's a but great theme song. Though. I want to thank you both for being here. And also later on in the show, we're going to be speaking with uh, uh, a special guest. His name is Hank Parcano, and he is uh, the set designer of all family sitcom houses. So we're going to oh. get to hear about how they designed the houses. And why there's always two stairwells. Yeah, we can ask him that quite well. You won't because you won't be here, but Damn it. Uh, I'll ask on your behalf. Thank you. Um, and since, you know, and here's the other thing. You guys, this is your first uh, podcast. This is your first appearance on Family Chatters. I figured we'd open it up with a little game, okay? I love games. It's called Know Your Family Matters Plots. Fuck. So I'm going to read off. I'm screwed. No, you don't, have to, you don't have to know a lot. I'm going to read a plot, and then you have to tell me, is it a real plot? Oh, yes. Or is it one that I just made up? And Okay. Okay. <laughs> And then, so, okay, let's, uh, let's see. Kate, you're going to go first. Okay. This is uh, number one. Steve Urkel invents a weight loss chamber, which subsequently makes his aunt gain 100 pounds instantly. I'm going with bullshit because they never bring up his family. That is a real episode. Damn I'm sorry. Shit. That was worth five points. I thought it was bullshit too, for the record. Right? Mm-hmm. Liz, this next question is for you. Ready? Urkel fantasizes about a relationship with a beautiful bug collector he met in an online chat room. False. That is true. What? <laughs> that is an episode. That was worth 10 points. You guys, Wait, it's zero, zero. I was getting this show was on. Of course. I would never this was think the, that a chat was did exist. This was mid to late 90s. Do you think he started that chat with ASL? I think he did. And I think it was an AOL chat room. Yeah. Uh, so the score is zero to zero. Fuck. Wait, do we get another chance? Yeah. Okay. Question three is for Kate. Okay. Harriet signs up for a triathlon, but can't participate after slipping and falling in a pile of Carl's jizz. <laughs> True. That's correct. <laughs> and that was worth 100 points. False, false, false. No, you don't know your episodes. Okay. I don't. Uh, Liz, this next one for you. Okay. Laura joins the school marching band. And plays what instrument? That's all I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> only details. False. Correct. Yes. I made that up. <laughs> um, Kate. Yes. <laughs> Steve invents an aphrodisiac called woo-woo juice. Whoa. And it accidentally gets poured on himself. True. True. That's what? correct. That was worth 23 points. Nice, Kate. Uh, Wait, what's the score right now? I am winning. You have 123, <laughs> and you have uh, the one that you got right. It was only worth one point. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm one sorry. point? So you're not even giving me the option to even be winning right now. You could have if you got the other ones right. Whatever. What's the um, next question? <laughs> next question is for you, Liz. Mm-hmm. Carl and Steve are taken hostage by a street gang called Satan's Serpents. <laughs> <laughs> True I want to say no, but I want to say yes. I'm going to go yes. That is correct. Yes. How many points? 100? Unfortunately, that's worth zero points. What? Why do you give me all the low points? All right, whatever. I'm sorry. Those are the rules. I didn't, I didn't make these rules. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Kate, this is the next one for you. Hit me. Grandma Winslow signs up for a bingo tournament, but can't participate after slipping and falling in a puddle of Carl's gin. <laughs> also true. That's false. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's going to be minus. I never knew there was so much jizz in Family Matters. I'm just saying. Well, that one was false. There wasn't that much jizz, Liz. Let's not get crazy. 
that was uh, worth 2,000 points. So you're this is bullshit. No, she's minus 2,000 oh, okay, points. Good, good. Yeah, you yeah, have good. negative 1,900 something. Wait, so can yep. we stop now so I win? Uh, no, there's two, only two questions left. Okay, fine. Guys, uh, this is you're your chance. Down. This is your chance right here. Down, Harrison. I'm already down. <laughs> you're going more down, way down. This is your chance to put it in the books, Liz. I'm going. Go. Urkel and Carl. <laughs> Go back in time on board a 1700s pirate ship and must walk the plank. False. That was true. What? <laughs> Wait, how many points is that worth? That's that was all worth 2,000 points. What? That's <laughs> such a lie. That is such a lie. So it's negative 2,000. I'm, I'm still winning. No, you're oh. behind because she had 123. Oh, yeah. Damn it. And this, okay. Math isn't my strong Here's point. the last one. For this me. is for all the marbles. For her? I'll, I'll throw it out there. Whoever answers first. Oh. Okay, ready? Fuck. Uh, Carl tries to jizz on the floor, but slips and falls in a puddle of his own jizz. <laughs> False. <laughs> true. All right. Let's find out. Judges. It was true. Ah, God, However, bullshit. A correct answer is worth negative 2000 points <laughs> for this question. I'm sorry, Kate. You are the loser. Liz, congratulations on your victory. I would like a round of applause on this one. Thank oh, you. Oh, wait. I could help you out there. Give me some like, you know. Thank you very much. But now, hey, let's talk about this episode of Family Matters now. It's Family Matters Season 9, Episode 12, Episode 204 of the series. It's called A Pain in the Harassment. Hilarious. 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 (laughs) Already hilarious. Uh, Here's a synopsis. Good start. (laughs) Harriet and her coworkers at the department store get a new boss, Mr. Benner who uses verbal abuse to try to make his employees perform better. Disgusting. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, <laughs> wait, let me finish the goddamn synopsis. At Ferguson's. Meanwhile, Urkel gets a chance to win $1 million by making a half court shot at a Los Angeles Clippers game. Okay. So we begin uh, with Harriet in the Winslow's kitchen. She comes down for breakfast and she's nervous about her new boss, Mr. Benner. Because he's very tough. That's the word on the street. Okay. And Carl's like, don't worry about it. You're going to be great. She goes to work. Mr. Benner comes in. And guess who he is? The actor. His name is Mark Lynn Baker. You may recognize him as Liz. Um, the cousin from Perfect Strangers. Cousin Larry. Yup. Yes. What's Perfect Strangers, by the what? way? What? Oh, Christ. Kate Harrison. <laughs> Perfect Strangers, Kate. It's, it's Catherine, Kate, Kate, Katie Harrison. I'm sorry. Lucinda. Catherine, Kate, Katie Harrison. Um, <laughs> It was another sitcom. Yes, go on. And uh, they were two men. I forget the other guy's name, to be honest. Balky? No, Balky. No, I know. But like, what's his real name? Uh, Bronson Pincho. Yeah, him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're... How do you know that? Because I host fucking family chatters. Of course <laughs> I know that. And they're perfect strangers? Yeah, so uh, Bronson Pincho, a.k.a. Balky uh, Bartokos. He's foreign. <laughs> He's foreign in it. He's from a fictional island called Mipos. He comes to Chicago to live with his cousin, Larry, and he doesn't know anything about American culture, and it's really confusing to him, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And he's got a catchphrase. And, and the that's catchphrase, Mr. Benner. Do you remember the catchphrase? No. From Balky, he goes, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. Thank so you. they're not perfect strangers. They're direct family members. Okay. I think they're Kate, like if you're third, gonna try to, I think they're third cousins. If you're going to try to poke holes in perfect strangers, <laughs> you're going to have to go on the perfect strangers. But podcast. they're strangers in life. You know, yes. He's, anyway, he's going to guide him through. My point being that show was the basis for family matters. 
Family Matters is a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. No, it's not. It absolutely is. It's absolutely not. It absolutely is. Harriet. <laughs> so he, uh, Marklin Baker's not playing Cousin Larry in this episode. No. He's playing Mr. Benner, but who's a douche? He's a douchebag. We'll get to that. But uh, Harriet Winslow was the security guard. She was in the fucking Perfect Strangers building. Holy crap! And you're they right. were like, "Let's oh, give her God. her own show." And then she quickly became a minor character. But it's not a spinoff. It is a spinoff. No, she plays the same then- character. That's a spinoff. She doesn't play the same character. She plays Harriet Winslow in that show. Can I throw this out there that I feel like Harriet makes a perfect TSA person? Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can't throw that out there. So you're thinking maybe if they did a follow-up like 10 years in the future. She'd work at TSA at O'Hare. That's yes. absolutely what she'd be doing. Right? Yeah. Oh, you are on the money Waving with that. Waving that wand at people. I'm just saying. Sassing them. Sassing them, going through their clothes, and then not putting them back the way they found them. Yep. Oh, Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent. Uh, that that's very, really it's very observant of Impressed. you. Thanks. Uh, so anyway, let's get back to this. Um, Mr. Benner's an asshole <laughs> is the takeaway. Yeah, so he, he comes in and he's the new boss and they're in a, uh, it is a department store, but they have a big boardroom for some reason where all the people work. So Mr. Benner comes in and he's uh, swinging his dick all over the room, basically not literally, but he's like, Hey, I'm the new boss. Uh, and there's a he, bunch of printed reports that I can yell at you about. Yeah, he starts yelling at, at people at, and he specifically seems to hate old people. He picks on two old guys. He does, right? And well, he's everyone like, in that room was kind of old except for the first guy, which he also insulted. But right. It was really well, no, he insulted him and old people at the same time because he was like, he did. He's like, I have an idea for we should sell orthopedic chairs. Yes. And he goes, you know who buys uh, orthopedic chairs guy? The elderly. Old people. And you know what they also do not spend money. Exactly. So he's like, your idea is dumb. So he uh, he starts picking on everyone, basically. And then Harriet's like, uh, gets really nervous. He goes, Harriet, uh, how come housewares uh, doesn't have all their inventory out on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, uh, well, Mr. Benner, we're remodeling. Yeah. So she wants her displays just right. Right. And he goes, well, you know what? When you remodel, you can't sell all the shit. So why don't you speed that remodel up? Which, itch. first of all, which, bitch. I which, don't appreciate that comment from him. Well, I don't either. Uh, and why, I'm going to tell why you why, don't though. you? <laughs> I don't appreciate it because I get what he's saying, but as a boss, he should understand that she wants it to be just right. Also, as a boss, he should he should know she doesn't do the remodel. That's like no. that's an actual, like they probably hire contractors and the contractors probably he's have their dick. own schedule. Yeah, they subcontract that work. And uh, those people only work six to three. Right. Absolutely. Very yes. also very observant. <laughs> um, so and she's like, well, we, you know, we have to remodel it. He's like, well, why don't you fucking remodel it faster? Bitch. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she's like, oh, OK. So she actually stays. Harriet remodels the display herself. No, she throws right? an overtime guy. She puts she's in there. overtime. Her whole department is there doing construction. But I make guess stupid Mr. Benner happy because right. Harry's trying to make a good impression. She comes home. Carl's waiting for her. It's very late. You could tell because he's yeah. wearing a bathrobe. Yeah, a horrible and, uh, one. Yeah, red and disgusting. Uh, <laughs> and she comes in and he's like, oh, why are you home so late? And she's like, God damn it. Mr. Benner called me a loser today. And I, I feel like I have to ask you guys. What do you losers think about this? Has anyone ever called you a loser? Yeah, you did once in your office. You were my boss and Whoa. you called me a loser. Yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> Let's take it easy. Full disclosure. I am your boss. <laughs> uh, you are my... Both, you are... Wait, wait, what? You are both our bosses. 
Should I say that? Does that make no, sense? No, because bosses are we your bosses? Bosses. You're my bosses. <laughs> yeah. Um, All I know is one time I asked you if I could put in for some overtime and you told me to get a side job at the mall during Christmas <laughs> to be Santa's little helper. I actually did. So I feel like you and Mr. Benner really relate, Chris. Whoops. <laughs> I Guilty. Okay, yes. I did say that to you once, but it was a joke. Do you maybe relate to Mr. Benner a little more than you're letting on? I do. I think you I do. do. I Sports analogies and ageism. You know, you made it a real yeah. point to say there was another two girls on here. You got a problem with girls working for you? Oh, boy. This is, entire podcast is crashing down yeah. around me. <laughs> um, also, to touch upon something you brought up, Chris. Yes. Men in bathrobes. Can we talk about that for a second? Oh, please. What would you like to say? It's very attractive, right? I hate it. So <laughs> if you're in a spa and you're wearing like one of the like really awesome fluffy white bathrobes that come in a spa, which Carl, sure. Carl is not in this no. scene, which is not. I say fine to that. Okay. But if you're just a, like an average Joe at the end of your work day and you come home and you put on like a red velveteen. <laughs> Okay, Bro. I feel like I should mention I'm wearing a red velveteen bathrobe <laughs> right we now speak. as we speak. Yeah, I know. This is direct judgment. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling uncomfortable. I feel like you should put some clothes on. <laughs> Are you naked under your robe? I, yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Aren't you naked under whatever you're wearing? Well, so because Carl, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Technically, aren't Technically, we all yeah, naked sure, sure, under sure. our clothes? Yes. <laughs> so Harriet goes back to work and uh, this is after she's stayed the overtime. Yes. Okay. With her and, team. Right. Is this after he yelled at her for overtime. Nope, no, no, I'm, I'm okay. just about Sorry. to get there. Sorry. Kate. Spoilers. Spoiler. Uh, I mean, you're literally wait, so that's your middle name. I guess that's your spoiler. middle name. Spoiler. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Catherine, Katie, Caitlin, Lucinda, spoiler Harrison. Whoa. That's too many names. Too many names. I'm royalty. Okay. <laughs> um, so she goes to work. And uh, Harriet, this is, <laughs> and she. <laughs> Not Kate. <laughs> uh, so she goes back to the office, and uh, after completing this renovation in record time, and Mr. Benner's like, "Hey, nice job completing that renovation." But wait, is this overtime? I see. Ah, uh, nah, bitch. Yeah, and she's like. <laughs> Which, by the way, when he's referencing the overtime, he has the same fucking report he had when he was like, hey, Harriet, mm. I noticed that your uh, displays are a little off. Right. Like, whose overtime is in, like, a, a 25-page packet? <laughs> so much overtime they put no, in. so much I'm just going to throw this out there. It's not real. Oh. Really? Because I thought it had to be for him to be speaking off of it. It's not real. Liz, None need, of this is real. Do you need us to explain the difference between fiction Wait, and Family Matters wasn't... Actually, it wasn't a reality show. It was the first reality TV show. That's what I always thought. It's yeah. a documentary. You know what always confused me? That Urkel and Stefan. I was always confused because it was it was reality television. I'm like, wow, there's two of them. I thought maybe it was like an Olsen twin thing. You thought he actually cloned himself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. He, moving on. He did. So, uh, so overtime. she tries to get this OT approved and he's like, no, you can't just have uh, nah, overtime. <laughs> Wait, yes. but for the record, he does it in the most dick way possible. Yes. He's like, hey, guys, goes to the whole team. Harry did a great job setting up this display. And then he's like, fuck you. I'm not paying you for it. Right. Like, what a dick. And that's and that you know what? That's where she draws the line. Yeah. She stands up and she's like, listen, don't be a cocksucker. Yeah. I <laughs> thought she was going to take that leopard scarf around her neck and strangle yeah. her with it. And he's like, oh, you're going to uh, come up at me? Um, you're Bitch. fired. Yeah, and he fires her right there, and she goes, "Well, guess what? You can't fire me because I quit." Quit, which is which I know. Don't you think that's a little weird? Because you definitely want to do the I quit before the fired. No, no, time out. You don't even bother with the I quit. You, you get just fired. get fired, so you get unemployment. Employment. Right. 
I know, but it just feels so much better to be like, I quit. She didn't play it right. She instantly she goes home and complains to her husband that because they don't make enough money because he's a police officer, she has to work. A little passive aggressive, like, right, yeah. you don't provide enough, so I have yeah. to work. She's like, I can't just not have a job, Carl. Which makes <laughs> Carl feel like less of a man. Way to be the worst wife ever, Harriet. Oh, God. What a Good bitch. bitch. <laughs> so. And uh, no, the phone rings and it's Mr. Ferguson himself. Mr. Ferguson himself. Of Mr. Ferguson. Mr. Ferguson, who hired Mr. Benna, who probably wasn't a good idea. When did, when did we all start talking in accents? I don't when know. Did I, what did I miss? Yeah, you, know, uh, you know. Yeah, it's okay. So Mr. Ferguson calls and he's like, hey, is this, cool. ha- hey, is this Harriet? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Um, and then the, the thing that would never happen in real life. Mm-hmm. The owner of the company says, "Hey, you're no longer fired. You've been promoted. Right. But you're really? not even you're like you're not even a little bit qualified for this job. No. But no. because you stood up to a guy, right? You get the job. He's yeah. fired. You're rehired and promoted. Yeah, doesn't happen. And no way. Everybody never clapped. <laughs> the end. So." <laughs> Let's talk about Steve Urkel now, guys, and we'll do this quickly because who gives to a To be honest, I forgot how exactly how high his pants were. Watching that, <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, Those things are high. high. They're up there. Oof. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Money Winslow comes in and says, I'm trying to win this contest. I have all of these cluster buster candy bars, which are fake, but you know, on the show, they're real. So let's be yeah. like, Payday or yeah, Snickers, like one that. of those. Yeah, it's a bright red package, and he's trying to win a competition. And if you get the golden wrapper, the in golden the, ticket, the golden ticket, it's a complete <laughs> ripoff of Willy Wonka. Wonka. And Asshole. if you get That's it, some bullshit. <laughs> you get a chance to take a half court shot at the L.A. Clippers game. Yep, for one million dollars. So, which has always been way, a small dream of mine. Half court shot is very hard. Right, very yes, hard. Yes, that's why it's worth a million dollars, especially yeah. for non-athletic Steve Urkel. Of course, or so, non-athletic me. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Or most people. Yeah. Uh, so he starts, and Steve imagines his life with a million dollars, and he says, "I would get a sculpture made of myself." In cheese. Oh, is that? I missed that part. Yeah, you is thought that how he was the just thinking. Yeah, I was <laughs> wondering. I wrote cheese on my notepad, and I was like, Ooh, "Well, he was—he's obsessed with cheese." Well, who is it? I don't know. And anyone out there, uh, not obsessed? Should with Should I take calls? Let's take some calls, Liz. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Oh, this yeah. isn't live. This isn't live. Um. So, well, can I pose this question quickly? I feel yes. like I know gonna, what you're going to ask. I'm going to. I know what you're going to ask. What kind of cheese? What cheese would you be made of? Sculpture of. <laughs> No. What cheese would you be made of sculpture of? <laughs> no, that wasn't what I was going to say. I do like that question, though. That question? What cheese would you be made of sculpture of? If you were going to have a sculpture made out of you, what material would it be besides cheese? Is there? Oh. Do they make sculptures out of things besides cheese? Yeah, what? butter. Oh, okay. Then I'm Pasta for Sand. Silly Jerry Seinfeld. Sand. So Eddie's trying to win this contest. He's he, the one who he wants has, to do he it. He wants it so bad. So bad. And he's opened, he says, over 200 candy bars. Wait, can we, can we talk about what concerns me more? That Urkel had one in his wallet. Yeah, so uh, Eddie opens up 200, and he's like, I haven't found it yet. And Urkel's like, oh, wait, let me check this one that I've had in my wallet for, for probably years. Probably for years. It was a, it it was was a condom. F- it was flattened <laughs> and disgusting. It, it was, was a, a condom? It was a wallet condom. <laughs> so he opens... The content and Eddie goes rapper. fucking nuts. And he's, he's like, so mad. I won. And Eddie can't believe it. And he's like, oh, Urkel, you suck. You're never going to make a, a half court shot for a million dollars. I'm going to have to train you. 
Wait, let me ask you something. Do you think Eddie was supportive because he's his friend or because he wanted a cut of the cash? Straight up entourage. Okay. He, he wants the cash. He wants the, he he, wants the cash. That's what I thought. Yeah. I don't know. I thought a little more of Eddie. I don't know. I think he's a soft spot for her. You don't get the nickname Eddie Money Winslow by just being nice to people. Wait. Right. Um, Eddie Backstabber Winslow? You think he's not <laughs> wait, in it for Wait. I'm sorry Eddie for another, <laughs> another thing I want to say. Does Second he, episode where somebody said that. He doesn't reference himself as Eddie Money till he's on the court. So they're at the game. It's showtime. It's halftime. Steve is about to make this shot for $1 million. The crowd is full of extras who are oh, clearly all being told extras. to do something. Wait, side note. This is when Eddie refers to himself as Eddie Money Winslow. He grabs the mic. He grabs the mic out of Steve's hand, totally stealing his thunder. Mm-hmm. And I have to be honest. The first thing I thought was I see him saying Eddie Money Winslow and I'm like, he wants to be like a DJ at a club in Vegas. But then all I think about him is like a hype man at like a bat mitzvah trying to get people to dance. That's the first thing I thought about. <laughs> like he would never make it to Vegas, but he would be like he has seeing Vegas a bat mitzvah. Aspirations. Yeah, when he was like Eddie Money Winslow. So he finally takes the shot and he makes, makes it, it. And everyone's like <laughs> The one time the stadium crowd thing actually makes sense. Yeah. And uh, and everyone goes feel good crazy. About it? I do. And uh, and and but then guess what? Of course, in true Urkel fashion, he can't just have success. He takes the ball onto the court and he throws it up in celebration. He's so excited and it breaks the million dollar scoreboard. But here's the weird thing. So they immediately like you're supposed to just assume that he broke the scoreboard so he doesn't get the money anymore, but he still made the shot. He should get that money. Hell yeah. So Steve does not get that money and that's too bad. So right now we're going to get to our second guest. Uh, he is a sitcom uh, designer, set designer. He's designed the living room, dining room, every fucking room that you could think of that's ever been in a sitcom. On every sitcom? I think so. Okay. Well, I'll ask him, but cool. uh, I think so. And uh, let's cut to Hank right now. Ka-choo. Okay, so I am here with a Mr. Hank Parcano. Hank, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Christopher, for having me. Uh, it's wonderful to be here for the first time. Uh, I've definitely never been here before in this house of yours. It is a wonderful abode, uh, but it's wonderful. I've never, I've never been here, and I just like to make, state that for the record. Okay, thanks. You, do, you sound familiar, and you look a little familiar, but whatever. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about, I, I assume you designed a lot of uh, sitcom sets, but specifically family matters that's how did true. you how did you come up with that that house <laughs> layout well listen christopher when they gave me when they gave me the task and uh, benny hana came to me and said look we're gonna have a home full of black people i thought okay we want to model this after a uh, after a home in uh, the south side of chicago so i started designing and they said look there's going to be several people moving in over the years uh so we're going to need quite a few bedrooms so I designed a pretty large house. You had to have two staircases with that many people going up and down, one in the sure. kitchen, one in the living room. Uh, so that's how I started to design it. But every time I design a house, Christopher, what I like to do is I build it from the bottom up. You build the physical, uh, an, an entire house? Yeah, that's correct, Christopher. Uh, we don't want to be misleading the American people to uh, believe that this house uh, is you know, only a set, that, but that it could be truly be lived in, be a functional abode. Uh, when people go home from work from a long day, it needs to seem like a house uh, that's similar to their own when they turn the TV on. So, But the, the house in the show was not an actual house. It was a set. 
No, that was an actual house, Christopher. Was it really? It was. Yes, it was. It so was. where did you put the audience? Oh, well, we had to remove walls from the outside of the house. You, they would easily go up, easily come down. So you <laughs> like a like a like an accordion curtain, an accordion wall. That's how we. So the it. front of the house would literally come off, and then you would sit the the studio audience outside on the lawn to that, watch the inside of the house. That's right. Have you ever seen the movie Face Off? I have. Where they take the face off. Yep. It's very similar to that. We take the front of the house off. It's called house off. It's a technical term, Christopher. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. House off? House off. Okay. It sounds a little bizarre, but what other, any other shows you worked on over the years that that, that you did the house off with or? or? I, I've worked on countless, countless shows, Christopher. Uh, a few that come to mind, uh, Boy Meets World. I worked on that show. Yes. Uh, and uh, I also worked on Lost. I worked Lost. On, yeah, no, wait Lost. a second. There's no, there's no house. Well, there's houses when they go, you know, they're on the island, they're off the island, when they're off the island, living in the homes. Uh, but where they lived on the island, uh, all those huts, I had to build those, live in them, uh, make sure that, you know, everything was feng shui, everything flowed. It was actually a realistic place to live if you were stranded on a desert island. So you lived in a hut. So you live, how many houses have you lived in over the years? About 275. Wow. Because every house on a sitcom, Christopher, it's not just the main house. It's the friend's house, the guest house, right. the pool house. When I did uh, Prince, hot French, French Prince of Bel-Air. The, the what? <laughs> the French Prince of Bel-Air? Is that the French version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Did oh, I stutter, yes. Christopher? Did I give you a stutter? Yes, you did, actually. <laughs> I may have. It's a problem I've lived with since birth, and it's, it's, been, it's lived with me my whole okay. life. I'm sorry to bring anyway, it up. Anyway, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I had to build the main house. and right, I then the I, pool house. And I had to build the pool house sure. where the later seasons were shot in, and I had to live in that pool house <laughs> for the entirety of that show. <laughs> you lived there for the entirety of the show? For the, for the moment it went up to the moment it came down. Wow. I live in all the houses that I build. I never owned a home. This is how I live. So where are you living right now then? Oh, right now I am uh, currently unemployed. So. <laughs> okay. So you don't, so you're homeless? I recently had lodging uh, that was semi-permanent, but there was an expiration date on it. Okay. Uh, I don't quite follow. I had housing. Uh, it was mandated that I live there, but when the term was up, Wait I could minute. no longer stay. That it sounds like you're describing, uh, forgive me if I'm off base there. It sounds like you're describing a prison sentence. Mandated term that you had to live somewhere? Yeah, yes. Okay, I know what's but going no, on here. No, Wait it, was, a it, was definitely, oh, no. it was definitely not prison. No, okay. See this, I know who you are. You said your name was Hank uh, Parcano. That's correct. Now I know where I recognize you from. You are Frank Carpano. I am not Hank Carpano. I'm Frank Carpano. Damn it. Yes, see, I mixed, you just, I mixed. I've been doing that. Uh, okay, so now let's 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 get this straight here. So Frank Carpano came on the show. You were on episode four. All of you people out there, all the uh, chat heads out there, if you're <laughs> that's avid fans of the show, we call them chat heads. I just decided that just now. Um, but they would remember you from episode four of Family Chatters. You came on. You told me you were a scientist. Yes. That you designed all of the uh, the inventions that Steve Urkel created on the show. You said you made them in reality and tested them, and uh, turns out you were lying. We then found out that you had actually you worked at a prison, and then you were you actually stole, I believe it was mini golf pencils. That's correct. Yes, from the rec room. Right, and then they put you in in that prison that you worked in. You served time, and then you escaped to come on this podcast. 
Uh, That's correct. Because they play it over the airwaves, and uh, I thought it would make me more popular with the prison right. population. They play my podcast at your prison, which As is torture, what? Pr- yes. Which what prison is that again? The uh, Warwick Federal Penitentiary. Uh, okay. Yeah. So why are you back, and why are you? Why do you keep showing up to my house in disguise? To try to get on this podcast, which is about family matters, which you clearly have no connection to. Well, Christopher, I do have a connection to the show. I'm a huge family matters fan. I have been since it first came out pre Urkel. Okay. Okay. Let's be very clear about that. But there is a, uh, I have another motive for being here. What is that? Now, you didn't escape a jail to get here. You did your time, you said. I I did my time. Uh, I I did. Uh, How much, if I can ask, how much prison time does one get for stealing mini golf pencils how long were you in the slammer uh i believe i was in there for about uh seven years seven years yeah, six years and 19 months you believe you were in there for seven years you're not even sure when you're in there christopher and when they're making you be a prisoner and then also be a prison guard for your job you literally well, right. you don't you cannot find the line between work and home life um that seems like a harsh sentence though it, it's a very harsh sentence christopher and that's why i'm here today Okay. I was in there for seven years. I understand what it's like inside the clink. Sure. Okay. They shut those doors. You can't leave your cell. You've got to shit in front of another man. Yep. I understand what that life is like inside there. I didn't quite understand when I was a prison guard, but now Christopher, I'll tell you what those guys go through. So you didn't understand when you were a prison guard that they had, they, they were locked in cells and had to shit in front of other people. Well, look, we would lock them in the cells and I would go home. I assume they went home. You thought all the prisoners just stayed in their cells during the day and then went home to their families at night? Hear no evil, see no evil, Christopher, okay? But anyway, the reason that I'm here, Christopher, okay. is because having seen it from the inside and from the outside simultaneously, I want to make sure that no other kids go steal mini golf pencils and end up doing seven years in the clink at the Warwick Federal Penitentiary. So what I'm starting, Christopher, I'm starting a scared straight program. And it's not scared straight like, oh, you're gay, and now we want you just to like vaginas. This is a scared straight as in the MTV version. Okay, so you're, you're scared, but what if they are gay and they become straight? Are you, would you accept those? That would be a bonus. Okay. So if there are kids out there right now listening who, are, who either have stolen mini golf pencils in the past or are planning to or just maybe they're tempted from yeah. time to time. If you're a seven-year-old and you're at the mini golf course with your parents, take one pencil and when you get back... Put it back in the box. <laughs> That's your scared straight message. Well, no. <laughs> what we like, to, what we like to do for them, Christopher. It's a program we set up. So any kids whose parents write in and say, "Look, my kid's been he just nonstop stealing mini golf pencils from the local mini golf uh, resort." Uh, we bring them in. We lock them up for uh, seven weeks. You bring children in and you lock them. <laughs> children, teenagers, people in the in the early twenties, people in the late seventies. So basically anyone, anybody, anybody who steals a mini golf pencil yep. and you get wind From of the cradle this. to the grave. I'll bring you in. Okay. If you get wind of this, you won't lock them up for seven years. First offense. You'll give them a taste and say, this is what you could be in for. Correct. And what I'm hoping you is, you know, continue you, down this path, you give them a taste. And unlike drugs, it has the opposite effect. They don't want more. They go, this is not for me. Prison. Mini golf pencils. <laughs> okay. So, oh, wait. So you're trying to steer them clear. Of, you want them to not enjoy mini golf pencils at all. Christopher, I don't care how many people end up in prison. I am currently back as a full-time prison guard, and I need job security. So the more people that end up in this prison, the better. But I just don't want them to end there the same way that I got there. 
So all those kids out there who think uh, you're, you're hot-ish going out there stealing mini golf pencils, I'd like you to go to my website, www.warwickfederalpotentiary.com backslash little pencils, no more kids going to jail.org. That's, that's some heavy hitting stuff, but you know, here's the thing. You are on a family matters podcast, whether, whether you would like to believe it or not, but I would like to just bring it back to family matters before we go. Cause you insist on coming on this podcast and taking over the airwaves to put out your weird messages. <laughs> um, I would like to uh, talk about family matters with you a little bit. How about a, a little quiz? A little fam? You said you were a, a super fan. I, I would consider myself. Yes. A super fan. Okay, let's do a little quiz. I'll start with an easy one, and we'll go from there. Lay it on me, Christopher. All right. What is the name of Carl Winslow's uh, next-door neighbor, uh, the nerdy boy next door? Wilson. Uh, That is incorrect. I'm sorry. All right. Well, thanks for being here, uh, Frank slash Hank, Um, and I, I sincerely hope that I never see you again. I can't make any promises, Christopher. There's a good chance I will be back. Uh, and uh, do you, it's a long drive back to Warwick. Uh, could I uh, possibly <sighs> stay here? I'm very, I, no. as you know, I'm no. very comfortable in boxes. Take a bus, take a bus, get on a bus, get out of my house. <laughs> All right, Christopher. Well, it's wonderful to see you again. Okay, Thank not, you for having me. Good night. Likewise. Good night. And that was that, and I guess that concludes episode 12 of Family Chatters. I am uh, very grateful to have two wonderful co-workers here to talk about this episode, all about workplace We're co-workers, trauma. not friends. Co-workers, Correct. not friends. Correct. This is strictly... You're the worst boss I ever had. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm only here because you're my boss, and I feel yeah. like I'm going to get fired. And you won't give me that overtime if I wasn't here. I did threaten both of you. Let's throw it out on the table. I mean, Full disclosure. Jobs were threatened. <laughs> they were threatened. Um, I need that overtime. Sorry, not approved. Um, but I want to thank Liz Hawk for being here. You're welcome. Okay. Anytime. And also <laughs> Catherine, Katie, Caitlin, and Lucinda, Kate. Kate, whatever, Princess, whatever. whatever the fuck she is. Um, yep. Me, thanks. You're welcome. Yep. Okay. No problem. So the only <laughs> we thing left thank to you. do. Oh, do you? I don't thank you. This I was don't. a great time. Oh my God. What? You didn't have to get me a cake. You, Look at this oh beautiful my God. cake. I have to bring you it over. There's a stripper inside it. I yep. hope so. Yup. Great. Thanks, guys. Uh, so the only thing left to do before I exit, and I do this after yes. every episode, and okay. you may not know because you've never listened. Shots? <laughs> after this. Okay. But um, I need a catchphrase to go out on. <gasps> I've been trying to find my catchphrase, and I need a new one after. Every Wait, week. you do a different so one every week? What are I, some of the examples I, you've used? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. What? what? I mean, I mean, the example. guests have to supply me with a catchphrase, and it's a stream of consciousness thing. It's whatever comes to your mind. You say... About at, family matters? Should, no, anything. You say a catchphrase. It's, it's really not supposed to be a big thing. Whatever you think of, you say, I'll repeat it, and then we leave. Hmm. How much time do I have? You have about two seconds. Two seconds. Um... I'm okay with Princess Harrison coming up with this one. All right. Nah, broke. bitch. <laughs> That's it. Nah, bitch. Or fuck hoes, get money. <laughs> All right. I'll do a combination. Nah, bitch. Fuck hoes, get money. Okay, bye.